0: question is this how do we get two groups of people to come together those that are completely disengaged with what i call their personal physical health status and those people who are in love with their physical health status and doing something about it how do we bring them together so that everybody fits into the second category of falling in love with their physical health lowering their risk of disease and feeling amazing We're going to find out in today's episode of the new science of physical health. Everybody, it's episode 137 of the Daily Drop. Thanks so much for coming back, letting me share with you again. I really, really am excited about that. Hey, we're going to get straight into this because we're going to transition to a little bit more prelude. So this is a follow-up from yesterday's episode, a little bit more prelude to me from the mini series, And then it goes straight into meeting Bill. You're going to hear all about it in my experiences in the early days. Involved in, well, I wasn't involved in, I was involved in working for Bill uh, when I was 19 years old, 20, 21, 22, and then didn't catch up with him again until I was 45 or 50. Amazing. This guy is, I call him the world's number one fitness influencer. Incredible. Had another great day today using the on-demand physical activity group exercise class uh, uh, from Les Mills and the Body Step program, it was. I can tell you now, I had the best heart rate pattern I've ever had in years using the just one simple step, incredible like the whole class, but using just that one piece of equipment and uh, fantastic, just awesome stuff. Um, I can't encourage people to go to their local health clubs if there's Les Mills there and get stuck into that body step, particularly if you're an older guy like me, like I'm 55. It was just sensational. Um, Let's do this. Enough talk straight into picking up where we left off from yesterday. The position statement of Les Mills, make the world a fitter planet and then straight on with the rest of the mini-series. And then I'll be back at the end, say goodbye, and then we'll be back tomorrow. We'll continue with this. All right? Now, with my genre of education, created for the first, from my 32-year career in health and physical education, and in the past decade I've been working with over 100 PhDs in medicine and health. I won't go into the breakdown of that, but I do that in another series. The new science of physical health specifically is interested in creating deep knowledge and deep engagement in the health adaptations that occur with the correct dose of physical activity. One thing many people are unaware of is that they think that they're doing the correct dose of physical activity to cause health adaptations, which directly lead to driving down their risk of the number one and number two cause of sickness and death worldwide. Not that many people are thoughtful and. I say not thoughtful enough, that's not what I mean. They've never been taught what the number one and number two causes of sickness and death are, and they've never been taught just how big those two groups of diseases are. So people focus on a lot of things to do with physical activity that are not applied to the health adaptations that drive down the risk of cardiovascular disease and cancer. But I can categorically tell you that millions and millions of people around the world are not achieving health adaptations from the physical activity they're doing. On the title of my brand new book, Incursive Writing, are these words, Evidence-Based. One of the goals that I had at the outset was to be authentic. Having the opportunity to interview my first boss, Bill Robertson, from over 30 years ago, by the way, we've only caught up once in that 30-year period prior to this. So I didn't follow his work career or the success he had in the health club industry um, after I'd left until I heard about him in 2014. So I left in 1990. So what's that? That's uh, 14 uh, plus, that's 24 years later, was the first time that I connected with him. So after a brief meeting in 2014, we didn't make contact again until I initiated it for this mini series in 2021. The reason I initiated that contact was because I wanted to share with you the platform that he had built and the worldwide influence that he and his team had developed. And they have had, the worldwide influence they've had, on the physical health outcomes of millions of people across the planet. When they say, as their position statement, a fitter planet, they actually mean the entire planet, not just here in Australia or New Zealand where the origin story started. As I said, the new science of physical health was born on that day inside the fitness testing room, when I took the phone call from the location of where I worked for Bill. All these years later, I want to make an authentic connection with someone I believe in and their physical activity platform. There is one thing that you'll get from today's conversation. Bill and his entire team are not in the business of just selling you a product or a service. They are in the business of providing a platform that can make an impact on something that I call your personal physical health status. As you're about to hear, Bill had already been a successful business owner at a high level even before he invented the the physical activity platform of Les Mills Group Fitness in the mid 1990s and took he didn't he'll tell you the story about how that all happened and we'll get to that. So, let me talk about the name of his company And for the vast majority of you who are not familiar with it, I'm really excited to introduce Bill to you and possibly for the first time ever you've ever heard of the Les Mills group fitness and group exercise classes. For me as an educator, it would be just as good to call it group health classes because that's the outcome of taking those classes. Now, I'll talk to you more about that as we go through this mini-series because the way I'm structuring is this. I'll give you a section of the interview with Bill And then I'll pause it, and I will come on and make some comment about it in its relationship to the new science of physical health, deep knowledge, and deep engagement for improving people's personal physical health status and driving down their risk of the number one and number two cause of sickness and death worldwide. So I'd like to introduce you now, my first part of my interview with Bill Robertson, the founder of Les Mills Asia Pacific and co-founder, of Les Mills International. Hello,
1: Bill. Good morning, Shane. How are you doing?
2: Very good, sir. Can you hear me okay? I
1: can hear you very well.
2: Excellent. Well, happy new year to you, even though it's April, buddy. It's April
1: already. We've been fast.
2: Did someone tell us that time was going to get faster as we age?
1: Well, I think I've experienced that for more years than you. <laughs> I think you're right.
2: Well, you know, I was just um, I was looking at the first discussion question where I said, you know, where where did you go after I left Beacon Health Bar in 1990? And I'm calculating the years,
1: and I go, that's
2: like uh, 30 uh, something years ago now.
1: <laughs> it's quite amazing, isn't it? It's just uh, when I was growing up, and and um i never forget conversations uh, with, with my parents and, and their friends, and they would say, oh, look, you know, get on with your life because it goes very fast. And I, I, kept, I kept on measuring it, uh, I think, in those days between birthday presents and Christmas presents, and it seemed to go quite slow. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. wait for the next Christmas to get another present, but it, it seemed to go around slowly. Nowadays, uh, it's over in a flash.
2: Well, my uh, my wife and I did not have our first and our only child till we were 45, and yeah. um, can you believe? And it was just a miracle from like n- nowhere, and um, well, somewhere. <laughs> um, and our son's 11, and it's like, you know, it's uh, he's the I'm I, what you just said is in exactly how he's responding right now. It's like so yeah. long till his birthday each year, but for <laughs> us, it's like how did this child get to be 11 years old already?
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I've, I've got one that's uh, coming up 42, and that's um, uh, that seems to have gone quite fast as well. I can still remember the day he was born.
2: Well, I can remember when he was just a little guy. Um, if he's 42, uh, was he... Yeah. For, uh, yeah, he must... It, you, you had... I can't remember you had a son... Is that right? And yeah, Nathan.
1: Nathan uh, is forty. Well, he'd be forty-two in August, and uh, and he's the managing director nowadays of Liz Mills.
2: Oh, right. That's yeah,
1: fantastic. And, and Matt is thirty-seven, and he's um, he's uh, studying his second degree now, which is, is in science and nutrition. So, oh wow. Um, he, had, he had he studied a commerce degree and got into the business. And decided he wanted uh, something a little bit different, and um, he has a, a big interest in in food and organic foods and and plant based diets, and he wanted to understand that um, you know from an academic point of view. So that's where he's gone sort of as a midlife, um, not quite midlife, but uh,
2: but yeah. Um, and they are obviously a- have both been influenced by by you, you know, and and to be in that area.
1: He studied um, he studied IT at ANU and then did did honours in IT. Um, so, I, I, to be honest, I wasn't expecting he would get involved in our business. But um, he'd he'd grown up um, at, at the Deacon Health Bar basically. Um, yeah. And when you grow up around a business family, I guess along with what you study, you're also pretty highly influenced by you know what the conversations around the dinner table and. With friends and, and so on are and so or is and so um, he actually got involved in the business by we wanted a custom in those days in the sort of late nineties there wasn't much in the way of of, um, of databases and databases are connected with um, with accounting programs and, and all of this all of the bolt on systems we need for you know to run our business. Nowadays you yeah. might use Salesforce or something like that, but we we wanted something at the start that, that could do all that. So he came and got involved in the business with a couple of his a few of his friends, and they started writing from the first character. Um, the uh, the business system that we we basically have evolved since and innovated since then. Um, wow. and He he moved uh, through his knowledge of it. I mean, he understands every corner of the business, so being managing director um, has been a sort of a natural evolution for him. So, and that's I guess Matt, Matt, Matt was a high-level um, ski racer for Australia. He skied at the World Championships. and That's
2: right. You guys used to go skiing all the time to Jindabyne.
1: That's right. Yep, yep. We did it as a family. It was a great family uh, activity because it's one of the few sports you can actually in, all enjoy together. You know, you, if you're taking your children yeah. to... To say tennis or cricket, or you, you get to watch, which is great, but you actually don't get to participate with them. So, yeah, you know, skiing is, skiing has been great from that point of view.
2: Yeah, well, can you just as a very quick side note, I was never involved in swimming. My only ever involvement in swimming was working for you at Deacon Health Bar, and my son, who's eleven, is, and he knows this. We've talked about it. The least sporty child you've ever met, except for one sport. And a year and a half ago, he started training in bronze squad here in Sydney. And then he was hopeless. Like he was so far behind his peers. He'd be half a lap behind after one lap. Well, about two weeks ago, he was age champion of his school for swimming. <laughs> just, that, I said to my wife, like, Melanie, I go, that is just, because I knew I was going to come and interview you. And I said, that is such a, an amazing thing. You know, you haven't been, the Australian Swim Coach of the Year. Was it once or twice you were awarded that title?
1: Uh, I was three times New South Wales and Australian yeah, Swim Coach of the Year.
2: Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think my son's going to be in the Olympian, not like the uh, Burley Griffin Swim Club that you used to own. <laughs> but um, but uh, anyway, it's just it's just kind of a bit of an irony, me oh. talking to you all these years later. <laughs> yeah. and it's my son,
1: well, my it's, into it's swimming. a great way to set up their... Um, you know their fitness and, and and kind of lifestyle habits and and uh, also the disciplines involved in in being involved in, in competitive swim training uh, I think they're great lessons to learn from a young a young age so
2: yeah you
1: will know, be doing it'll be doing a lot of good in many ways
2: well it, and we have noticed exactly that that as parents I go wow you know I learned a lot from sport learned a lot from you know watching you as a business person when I was young and um, you know that uh I've noticed a lot from the swimming and, and that brings me kind of my very first one because I, I i know that we we're, we're going to be um you know pressed on i want to have a a hard finish here um that so i worked i started working, i worked it out started working for you in nineteen eighty five when I was nineteen and um i you know obviously I left after my father passed away uh, went to work for the Heart Foundation. but after that how when did you start les mills when did that Happen, and then you you ended up selling Beacon Health Bar.
1: Yes, well, um, okay. So, if you left in 1990, um, I owned I owned the business for another five years after that, yep. Um through to May 1995, uh, when I sold it to a, a syndicate of local businessmen here. Um, yep. And um, during that time, um, of course, there was a, the very successful swim school. We had three thousand students a week going to the swim school. and, and Oh, school I clubs. remember. That was busy. It was. It was very successful and very busy. Um, and uh, at the same time, we had four, approximately 4,000 health club members. So it was, it was quite a, a busy and successful operation. But the, the interesting thing was that um, in the early 90s, probably, yeah, after you would have left, um, probably in the, I'm going to say, 1992, 93, Yeah. Yeah. Um, the group fitness, what we used to call in those days, the aerobics side of the business, yeah. uh, was always a, a very good cash cow for health club owners. You know, you'd have one instructor, you know, 50 or 100 people in a class, depending yeah. on the size yeah. of it. And um, it, it, it became uh, aerobics, as we called it in those days, we call it group exercise nowadays. Um, it became out of control. The The... The instructors of course there was no systemisation to it at all. It really depends one hundred percent no. on the instructor on the day and what they felt they were gonna that, that they might like to do and what music they might like to use and what moves they might like to do and um,
2: Yeah, so I I remember going up to watching um was it Marta? Was that the
1: lady? Yeah, Martha Curtis. Yeah, one of the outstanding yep. instructors, probably, yeah. Um, which is interesting because um Marta and I guess we'll get this to this a little bit later on, but Marta always had very full classes. You know, she'd have probably a hundred
2: yeah.
1: people in a class. But she was Les Mills trained, even in those days. And ah. um, um, and I at that stage I hadn't cottoned on to the fact that there was a big difference between the Les Mills trained instructors and those trained by other organisations in Australia at the time. Yeah, and part of the part of the difference was. And it's still right at the heart of what we do now is, is this business, this, this class, any class they teach is for the customers, for the members of the clubs. It's not for the instructor. And, and that was always a problem uh, in the days sort of that you were involved and in, up to about 19, until we introduced Les Mills, basically. Yeah. Um, because you would get a, the front row of the class would be very influential on what the instructor would do, and those people were often quite coordinated and very fit. Yeah. Whereas you had people in the middle of the class or up the back who didn't really want to be seen, who might have been coming for the first time or the first week or the first month, and they still weren't that fit and that coordinated, and they would they would they would just lose track of what was going on. And yeah. Um. So that you know, and as an owner, I would hear constantly can you tell that instructor to make this simple? I've just come home from work, come out of work, and I don't want to think, I just want to do. Yeah. And and so, um, uh, yeah, yeah. so that, that actually forced um, uh, quite a decline in aerobic participation in Australia, in Australia in the sort of early 90s. And
0: as an owner, I
1: owned the building as well, so uh, I had right. a big problem. How, how do I fill that room? So we are going to leave
0: that question hanging for tomorrow's episode. Bill Robinson. So when I worked for him, had this incredible business in the nation's capital, Australia's capital, called Canberra, right near um, our Parliament House. And so that's um, if you were, you know, if you've seen the movies where there's the United States Congress, well. Um, that's well, interestingly enough, we don't have a big White House in Australia for our Prime Minister like they do for the President in the United States. We have something called the Lodge. Well, the Lodge was right, literally, I reckon I could have thrown a rock from the fitness club, the full service health club where Bill owned, um, to the Lodge where our Prime Minister was. Of the day, and then our Congress, which is called Parliament House, in our know, the Westminster system, that was a little further down the road, but not far away. We had lots of politicians coming into his health club um, throughout the time. but he had this, we had a great I remember being 19 years of age watching this incredible number of people pile into aerobics class. I didn't think of the business aspect back then. I was just a 19-year-old kid. And uh, obviously, 50 to 100 people at a time, he had this massive room upstairs that was getting filled. And I know the instructors. I know who they are. What I didn't realize was that when I left them to go on to another job when I was about 22 years of age, after my father passed away, because I was working for Bill when that happened, as you heard... Um, that uh, those classes started to decline and he had to find a way. Well, his solution is what I use today all these years later in the on-demand physical activity class. But they have these classes in 20,000 clubs, 20,000 all over the planet, here in Australia, where I live, right throughout Asia Pacific, where Bill's responsible. He's also was the co-founder of Les Mills International. So all throughout Europe, all throughout the United States and England and so on and so on. Um, So we're gonna pick up the conversation tomorrow where we left off just there with Bill, because the answer to that, how did he fill the, the rooms back and the way he went about it? It's a fascinating insight into the world of physical activity. And my goal is to bring more people to physical activity and this platform is it is the bee's knees oh i'm not getting anything for that i'm just saying it because i'm experiencing it myself and the impact that it has on the health adaptations that i need to have using our clinically validated health software because i earned the most amount of points in the short amount shortest amount of time today health impact points points that create physiological and molecular health adaptations inside my body. I earned the most amount in the shortest amount of time doing this body step class. It was crack. In Australia, we have this saying, it was cracker jack, mate. It was cracker jack. Anyway, that's it. I'm signing off. Bye for now. See you tomorrow's episode. We'll, talk, we'll hear from Bill how he solved that problem. All right, bye-bye.